Okay, good evening, everybody. Sorry, I don't want to say good evening. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Put the Lotion in the Basket. I'm Patrick. And I'm Anna. Hi, Anna. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Same to, to you. our safe little haven. Yeah. Our kitchen. Your kitchen. But our podcasting kitchen. For the, for, the, for the time of the podcast, it is your kitchen too. I appreciate that. And it's our little hub of... Uh, it's our little sanctum of skincare where we talk about our favorite subject without any judgment. Zero judgment. Well, zero judgment of each other, but judgment of other products. Lots of and, judgment um, of products and other people. Yeah. All, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how have you been since our last catch up? Oh boy. Okay. So last week's episode, we spoke with the amazing Sam. Oh, she was just fantastic. She was great. A dear friend of mine who is truly a skincare guru who has done so many things and was totally transparent about all of them. Listeners, if you haven't heard that conversation, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I, honestly, of all of our episodes, all of them are great, but... I really, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Sam, I would just drop everything you're doing right now and do that because it really was. Sam was a template, put the lotion in the basket guest. She'd had so much stuff done. She was open to talking about it and she looked amazing. That is the new standard for us here um, at our podcast. 100%. So... Boy, okay. Uh, that was I have been doing a lot of processing of that conversation. There were many takeaways, but um, one of the biggest ones was I think that I've had a complete perspective shift in how I think about sunscreen after that conversation. Yes, yes me too. Really? So, yeah. So I have always been partial to physical sunscreens. So your your mineral sunscreens, you know, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide. I've always read that they're better for the environment, that they're better for your skin. And and just descriptions of the way they work have always just sounded more appealing or more effective to me, even though I don't think there's any evidence that they're more effective than chemical sunscreens. But basically, the quick Cliff's Notes version is that physical sunscreens, like you know, zinc-based things, create a physical barrier. So they're supposed to be a last step in your skincare routine in the morning. So they bl- actually physically block the rays of the sun, whereas chemical sunscreens where the active active ingredients are things like avobenzene or benzone or, you know, uh-huh. they work by absorbing the UV rays and then somehow like breaking them down before they penetrate your skin. So right, the barrier sounds better. Always been partial, but... Last week, Sam really sold me on this Korean sunscreen that she has been using, Round Lab Birch Sunscreen. She gifted me a bottle of it last week, which was amazing. I took it home. I really wanted to try it. So I ended up doing this really deep dive into like everything that I thought I knew about physical and chemical sunscreens, because before I start a new product, I want to know like, okay, yeah. is this really going to work? Is it going to cook my skin? Yeah. And basically everything I thought I knew about physical versus chemical sunscreens, I think is wrong. The physical ones are not more effective. The way they work is not even really that different. I, it gets very technical and sciencey, but in short, yes, the physical ones do create an actual barrier between the sun's rays and your skin. However, 
that's just a part of what they do. Mostly they work just like chemical ones do. They absorb rays and break them down before they hit your skin. It's just like that they also create this physical barrier that's part of the protection as well. But like, whatever. Anyway, I'm not explaining this well at all. But based on my research, you can, if someone out there knows better, you can correct me. But it seems like the way they work is not that different. And um, the chemical ones are quite effective. So, and I always thought with the chemical ones, you had to apply them directly to your skin for them to work properly. That's what I thought. And that just makes it confusing, right? Because what if I want to use a vitamin C serum? Am I really supposed well, to put yeah, that on top of the like, sunscreen? It's just so it's I, alien yeah. to me to, to cleanse my face and for the first thing I put on yeah, it to be SPF. Right. That's why I always avoided them. However, apparently that is not true. Because think, I guess if you think about it, when they test these sunscreens in a lab, all of them, they put them on a piece of paper or whatever, and then they test, you know, that they can block UV rays. They're not yeah. putting them on skin. So yeah, you can put like a serum under a chemical sunscreen and it still blocks rays just the same. No way. Blew my mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, this whole new world is open to me. I can use any sunscreen I want. <laughs> I don't have to worry about the white cast anymore. Yeah. I don't have to search for, I can use like a milky, melty, product so i was so excited i used this round lab sunscreen loved the texture it sank uh -huh. right into my skin it was a beautiful moisturizer it was so great and then i broke out oh no i know i got zits for the i mean like little um whiteheads and oh. zits like um like on day almost immediately and then it continued i gave it like three days and i was like damn it so oh that's sad i went on an acne control plan ASAP where I did some tretinoin spot treatments on the zits and some boring old set of fill moisturizer on top for a couple nights. I think the zits have gone away, but I went back to my boring old physical sunscreens and I don't know. So I'm going to try more chemical sunscreens, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you've been, you've been doing physical for so long. It's not surprising that your skin's going to have a bit of an issue with a, you know, a different kind of SPF. So maybe just kind of keep marching through the the breakouts and there could be a, you know, a better skin yeah. waiting for you on the other side. Sad, I know. I did look into it and I guess it's, although they're um, non-comedogenic and, and fine to use, I guess it's not unusual to be, be irritated by... Um, chemical sunscreens so i don't know but maybe i'll give it another try i was really excited i really loved yeah. that round lab stuff but you can have it if if <laughs> see if it irritates Did your you bring skin it with you? no i'll have to bring it next time i forgot <laughs> yeah bring it next time and i'll give it a whirl okay i'll yeah. give it a whirl um, that's my very long update no great update because you know spf is really at the nucleus of any skincare routine or at least it should be you know so and you just want to find an SPF that well you have to find an SPF that your skin agrees with for me you know SPF and hydration go hand in hand you know and also a bit of tint as I've said before but you know just I just I'm now my focus when it comes to what I'm putting on my face is is it going to hydrate my face and that's what I'm doing right now I'm you know I'm putting on a serum I'm putting on my moisturizer and my SPF in the um and it's a physical SPF this one from Dr. Daniel Campos thank you again for the freebie and so far so good so that's what's going on with our faces now last week we were going to talk about something that 
many are saying is a real is really cracking the code of what uh, skincare to to look for as we're kind of drowning in a sea of choice and products what is actually good for our face and what isn't good for our face and a very good friend of mine and also a fan of the show his name's Billy Halpin he's a dear friend and he's got great skin I've got to say he got me onto this app called Yuka. Okay, Yuka. Yes, you've told me about this before yeah. we began recording. It's Y U K A, and it is. We'll explain this. What this app is. Well, basically, it's an app with, you know, quite a basic app with a scanner built in that allows you to scan the barcode of almost any food or skincare product, and it instantaneously gives a. Uh, a, a grade, um, you know, a, a mark between kind of bad, or it's a mark out of 100, from bad all the way up to excellent. You just scan it and then it breaks it down, gives it a score, tells you what's in it that makes it bad or good. And then from then on, you are, you know whether or not it should be something that you have in your routine. Wow. Okay. And so what is the grade? What are they determining good and bad based on is this based on effectiveness compared to the claims of the product or like for a sunscreen like is it rating you know how well it works as sunscreen or is this more of like a safety kind of a thing where they're grading ingredients based on like if they're endocrine disruptors or you know maybe they cause cancer or yeah well I'm, I'm glad you asked from 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 the research I've done it basically bases it purely on ingredients and what those ingredients mean and, and, and whether or not they're good for your body. So for me, it is a little bit of a shallow take on kind of the good or, the good or bad in any product. It's like anything. If it feels too good to be true, it probably is. I love the idea of scanning something and I love the idea of just being told if I should do it or not. Me too. You know, it's like <laughs> if I could scan, if they had an app for life choices, you know. Right, or people. Or people. Mm-hmm. My God, can you imagine if you could scan people? Beep, 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 beep. Oh, and like, <laughs> and red alarm bells go off. So anyway, I gave this a whirl with a few products and I think it might be fun actually if we, let's just both think of our, favorite skincare products i know what yours is yes my favorite of all time the product i swear by is the dr dennis gross peel pads okay so let's Mm -hmm. i use the ultra gentle okay so dr dennis gross universal daily peel pads okay Mm -hmm. i've just typed it in you can you don't have to scan it you can also type it in and if it's on their database it will come up so dr dennis gross universal daily peel pads Mm -hmm. They have come up as poor. Poor. They got 39 out of 100. Where they have fallen short, according to Yuka, is they contain phenoxyethanol. Oh, what's that? Or what is, what's so wrong with that? It's used in cosmetics as a preservative to prevent the growth of microorganisms. I look, I, so I guess it's kind of like alcohol, you mm. know, keeping something sterile. The use is regulated in European Union as a maximum content of 1%, uh, which is considered safe for consumer health by the CSSC. Huh. And do the peel pads contain more than that? They contain... Well, this is the thing. It doesn't say how much they contain. It just says it contains it. Mm. Um, Also, you know, some other... And what does it do if... I mean, why is it regulated in Europe? Like, what... 
what can do to your body? Well, it's a potential allergen. It's a potential endocrine disruptor. Uh, Don't ask me what that means. I think that means it disrupts certain hormones that are related to your endocrine system i think yeah i mean again if it i i'll i'll take that gamble with my endocrines if it makes my skin look better um and it can be irritating to some people so you know again it's mm. there's it, it everything it's saying is valid but whether or not it applies to you the individual that is very much up for debate and you are uh if dr dennis gross was a cult leader you would be in the inner circle oh, of that cult. I wish. Yeah, I'd probably be some like <laughs> acolyte on the fringes, but I would love to be part of the inner circle. I would be in that cult, yeah. banging down its door. So yeah, Yuka's obviously total bullshit. If they're it's giving total it. bullshit. <laughs> but if it's, if it's slating De- Dr. Dennis Grace, it's to- total no, bullshit. No, not really. I will say this does not speak super highly of me. So, you know, listeners take this with a grain of salt. My concerns about products do skew more towards effectiveness than like than the sort of quote unquote safety of ingredients. Like, and I guess you know maybe maybe I just have a level of trust in um, our regulators here in the United States. Like, does the FDA regulate cosmetic products? I don't know, but I mean we do have regulations around it. This just speaks to my trust level, but I'm kind of like, well, I tend to be skeptical of the safety unsafe claims like about things like endocrine disruptors, just because. Oftentimes, when you look into those types of things, it's like, okay, yes, in mega doses administered to the skin of rats, like, sure, this can do this. But, like, if it was really wreaking havoc on people's endocrine systems, like, wouldn't we know? Wouldn't there be a lot of people with diseases? Yeah, people's faces would be falling off. I mean, it's just hard for me to believe that these products are so dangerous or anything that's just sold at Sephora that you're using in normal amounts is going to cause horrible consequences. But, again... This is just me with my own biases and my own level of trust. The yeah. joke could be on me. Maybe I'll learn that my um, hormones are all messed up in a few years and it's because of my cosmetics. I'm totally open to that idea. But anyway, but I also, at the same time, I love apps like this and it's addictive to start looking it's things up, right? because you're just scanning everything. And then when you find one that you use, that's good. You feel totally smug and yeah, validated, you... even if you dismiss the ones that they, yeah, <laughs> that they don't approve Yeah, even if the other of. 80 products that you use have been getting, you know, um, poor ratings. So I put my favorite... Um, skincare product probably of all time which is the Dermalogica multi-active toner this is a spray you spray it on your face I'm I've got to tell you the smell is divine I don't know what they do to make it smell that way and I don't care if um, (laughs) it's preservatives and unholy ingredients because the experience of it going onto your face and the way that it hydrates is a winner for me, always has been. I've put it into my Yuka app, and what would you know, it's come back poor. 33 out of 100, which I think oh was the same no. as your peel pads. And again, it's this risky, allegedly risky ingredient, phenoxyethanol, for the same reasons as before. So, you know, hmm. look, I haven't heard... Look, the day that there's a Netflix documentary on phenoxyethanol is the day I'll start worrying. You know, mm-hmm. until then, mm. I'm going to keep using my uh, multi-active toner. Mm. And yeah, I'm just, I'm not stopping because this app is telling me it's poor. Oh, gosh, it's so stressful once you start going down this rabbit hole because I think, you know, now I'm sort of almost playing dev- dev- devil's advocate to what I just said like two minutes ago because I'm, I'm thinking this through in real time. But one of the things that's scary is, you know, I guess maybe one product might have this ingredient that's 
worrisome or that can disrupt your hormones. And maybe if that's all you were exposed to of this, fine. But then we're also eating canned foods and using shampoos. And I feel like once you go down this rabbit hole, the problem becomes, oh, we're actually just bombarded with these chemicals all the time. And maybe we shouldn't be doing this to ourselves. And it's, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a rabbit hole that I should take more seriously or if, if it's like a source of anxiety that I should just cut out of my brain space. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's fine. And it's like, if the alternative is throwing away all of my products and starting using Dr. Bronner, I'm put my hand on my heart now and say, I won't be doing that. Yeah, no. If so, it's just like, we have to use Castile soap for everything, forget it. No. No. Not happening, Mm-mm. not in this lifetime. Sorry, straight guys. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, straight guys, you're you're safe. Your products are very safe with you because we won't be using them. Okay, so that, so it got me thinking. Obviously, it was the Super Bowl at the weekend. I watched with my boyfriend who was born and raised in San Francisco. Oh, So sorry. it was a very tense few hours yeah that was a tough one it was a tough one um I don't claim to know the first thing about football and after watching that match I am none the wiser Mm -hmm. but I did watch and really enjoy the halftime performance from none other than Usher yes amazing I agree I loved it I love Usher total side note there's also a player that I didn't know about on the 49ers Brock Purdy who I noticed while watching the game has very, very excellent skin. Is he the young one? He's the yes, young the quarterback one. for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looked like a little wood nymph. Yeah, yeah. His he skin just was looks, just amazing. Yeah, I thought, is he wearing makeup? Probably not. It would probably be a hazard. Like it could, you know, sweat into their eyes and stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, who knows? Who but, knows? Um, but yeah. way to go, Brock. I'm going to be looking up his skincare routine. Well, it's he's a straight man. They have amazing skin. And they mm. don't do anything for it. Yeah. Um, so what? So page six, my trusty page six, didn't dissect um, what went on on the field at the Super Bowl, but they did tell us about Usher's skincare regime <gasps> and what he puts on his face, allegedly, to look as fresh as he does at the age of 45. Wow, so, he's 45, huh? He's 45, wow. yeah, he looks he so looks good. Good. Um, so I thought we sh- I thought it'd be fun to talk through what he allegedly uses on his face and then to put it all through the Yuka app to see if he is on a hiding to nothing um, or if um, he's um, on the money with his skincare choices. So he uses, let me show you as well on my computer screen, Anna. Mm-hmm. So he uses the um, Mario Badescu facial spray with aloe herbs and rose water. Now, with anyone that goes into any kind of skincare store, be it Sephora or in any kind of outlet mall, will know the Mario Badescu range. They seem to, they're either giving samples away for free mm-hmm. and they all, they come in different colours, you know, kind of like violet purple and salmon orange water. I've heard, I've heard mixed things about them, never really got on board with them myself, but I've heard some people speak very highly of them. Apparently Usher is one of those people. Mm, wow. He uses that. So that's that's a rose water and aloe facial kind of toner spray. And you spray it on and then I guess it, is it one of those sprays that kind of helps absorb the other products you apply more deeply I think so yeah so it's like and and actually he has he was heard to say I love it and I love the smell of it so Usher if you love the smell of that 
try the Dermalogica Active Moist Spray because um, it will change your life. It's available on Amazon for like $10. Okay, so that's the first thing he uses. Now, the second thing he uses are the Peter Thomas Roth 24 Karat Gold Pure Luxury Lift and Firm Hydrogel Eye Patches. Oh, these <gasps> are a different version of the eye patches that you tried on yes. the podcast in real time a couple of weeks ago, which were amazing. I mean, they really worked. They worked in real time. Mm -hmm. I swear by them. I love them. I've used these gold ones as well. They and they work fantastic. Wow. Um, he he loves using them, and um, his eye area looks great. They are a little bit pricier. They're around seventy five dollars. Uh, as I say, as I would say, reassuringly expensive. Um, he also uses a product called Dance Sarah Cerebalm. Huh. Now, never this, heard looks of that. Bit, this looks a bit niche to me. This is by Bergdorf Goodman. It's $55. And basically, it's a multi-purpose balm. He apparently uses it for an added layer of hydration and to also catch the light. So it's probably got a bit of a tint in it. And it's a moisturizer? It's Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it's a moisturizer. It's it's a balm. Yeah, so that is his that is his moisturizer, according to this list. What's the brand? Dancera? Or actually, sorry, Danusera. So D-A-N-U-S-E-R-A. So yeah, it's like a makeup remover slash moisturizer. It leaves it. kind of a film of moisture on your face. So anyway, he uses that. And then he uses Jack Black Intense Therapy Lip Balm. Very kind of the, something that you'll find in most drugstores. Mm -hmm. uh, $10 um, for that. And then finally, he uses a Cordially product. Oh. Um, it's This is called the Eau de Beauté water of beauty i think that means in french it is um a, a smoothing glowing complexion beauty elixir and it's a hydrating mist effectively oh he really so likes his mist he loves his mist spray a bunch of them on and yeah look at big up to this straight man using two um mm. uh, toning sprays in his um, yeah. skincare routine so anyway that's what he uses not in not ridiculously expensive but what does Yuka think about let's these think products? We, yes, let's check. So I did a quick little search before we started talking and I screen grabbed the results. So first up, the Maria Badescu Skincare, that's the um, the facial spray, the toning spray. They've rated that poor. Oh, dear. 41 out of 100. Uh-oh. Guess what the culprit is. Oh, that, that sterilizing thing. Oh, my God. Whatever. Get over yourself, Yucca. Um, okay, next up is the uh, Thomas Roth 24 karat gold uh, pure luxury lift and firm hydrogel eye patches. I swear by these. Poor. 42 out of 100, according what? to Yucca. Is it the same thing? Same thing again. But here's the thing. It, it lists four problematic ingredients, but there are 23 other ingredients that are risk-free and that, wow. get, that get a green kind of seal of approval. I mean, my gosh, how much of this stuff can there even be in there? Yeah, I don't know. But Plus, are, isn't it better than having microbes in there? I would hope so. Mm -hmm. I would think so. Yeah. Um, the... Um, the dance, Danusera wasn't on there because it's probably too expensive and mm, too niche. Too niche, yeah. Um, the Jack Black Intense Lip Balm, that got 37 out of 100. Mm. Didn't have the um, the ingredient that ha was in all of the other ones that's a problem, but it has something called ozokerite in it, which apparently is a moderate risk. But mm. also 16 other uh, risk-free ingredients. Mm. So again, chill out. Uh, and finally, the Quarterly, which, you know, Quarterly is a higher-end product, the Eau de Beauté got 31 out of 100. Oh. So oh, according to wow. Yucca, Yucca, 
Um, Usha is not Yucca. doing is not doing great with his skincare routine. But look at his face. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and I could look at that face all day. So I don't know. I'm probably going to side with Usher on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's kind of reassuring because like whenever I read about, you know, if I find an app like this, which and I'm going to completely go crazy looking stuff up later just for the fun of it. You know, and then I'm going to start to, uh, even despite my poo-pooing it earlier, I know I'm going to start to develop anxiety about these ingredients. I'm going to be like, oh no, what if this, what if that? But like, there's something reassuring that's like, well, I mean, Usher seems fine. So. Exactly. Like, how bad can it be? It's about, it does it make your skin look good? Yeah. You know, and I know, yes, I don't know that, you know, yes, if it's really hazardous to the health, then that's something to talk about. But like I say, I haven't seen a scathing expose on any of these products. I haven't seen people's faces falling off. I've just seen Usher at the halftime Super Bowl performance looking really good. So I'm going to have to go with that. Yeah, I'm going to have to side with Usher. Well, I feel reassured. Um, that we don't have to listen to Yuka, even though we maybe will have some fun looking yeah, at things Yeah, I'm not up. dumping Yuka just yet. No. Because I think it is fun to just see what Me they too. say. But just I'm just not taking it as gospel. Same. By the way, I have a random Usher story, if you want to hear it. Please. Once I was, um, do you remember the restaurant? In, there's this place in Los Angeles, M Cafe. It was kind of, it was on Melrose yeah. and near La Brea. It was, it closed sadly, but... Um, it was very LA kind of veggie sort of cafe, but they had this really good breakfast burrito. Anyway, once when I was very pregnant, I went there to get a lemonade or something and I was standing in line and I could just, you know, sometimes you can just feel someone looking at you mm. and I'm just standing there waiting for my drink and I could just, there was someone sitting at a table alone who was just staring at my belly, my giant eight or whatever it was, month pregnant belly. And it wasn't obnoxious, but it was just like, wow, this person's like I contemplating this. Yeah. Um, the, there's a child in there. And anyway, I turned around and I made eye contact with the person and it was Usher. <gasps> and I think probably he was just kind of like zoning out and his vision just happened to like land on my stomach. But we made eye contact and exchanged a smile. And I said, I'm a big fan. And then he said, Thank you. And then that was it. Oh, wow. So you, talk, you spoke to I him. I spoke to him. That was the whole exchange. I was I was very excited. When I saw who it was, I, I like kind of internally freaked out. And yeah. I just was like, <gasps> and then he sort of, he recognized me recognizing him, you know, yeah. and was kind of like, here it comes. But he was very friendly. And well, he then was staring at your bum. He was staring at my belly, truly. But again, most likely scenario, he was just kind of zoning out and that's where his eyes happened to fall or who knows, or maybe he... I don't know. I, I mean, I was, it did stick out very far in front, but I don't know. Wow. Anyway, I just thought that was worth You're sharing. You're a fan of Usher. He's a fan of baby bumps, apparently. <laughs> yeah, or or who knows? Maybe he was horrified, but, um, or, you know, found it interesting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that little anecdote. Yeah, no problem. Do we have anything else we need to talk about tonight? Well, I think that's it. We should let our listeners know we are going to be back in two weeks. I know you guys are very... Um, are going to be, you know, really feeling a void with a week without us. But it's... But we will be back. Yes, we will be back. We have to skip one week just due to some traveling that's unavoidable. Um, so the week after President's Day, we won't be here, but we will be back the following week. Um, I tried to look up some fun presidential history skincare tidbits to share, but um, yeah, the only thing remotely related that I could find <laughs> about presidential history and skincare was that 
Uh, once upon a time, the president Millard Fillmore was considered one of the most handsome men who ever lived. Um, so anyway, I looked up some images of him, like paintings and stuff, and really not hot by today's standards. Now I need to look him up. Mm-hmm. Millard Fillmore. Millard Fillmore. Was he? Was he a? He was a president. The thirteenth U.S. president. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. not hot, right? Oh my god, he looks like a. Uh, Baldwin. Yes. He that, looks like one of the Baldwin brothers. Many people say he sure. does look like Alec Baldwin, but sort of like Alec Baldwin's more homely cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Alec Baldwin after a, a few drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say the most handsome man on the planet. And yeah, and definitely could do with a little bit of Botox. I can see the 11s and I can see some... Um, little crow's feet and I'm not dragging him I'm just I'm just saying what jowls yeah jowly yeah bags under his eyes yeah so not not I you know I'm not sure what his skincare routine would be but I don't think Yoko would give it a very high rating no I don't think so um or maybe they would because it was probably probably before all the crazy ingredients I mean probably his skincare routine was like water you know yeah and look how terrible he looks like Dr. Bronner's (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that was the closest I could find to an intersection between skincare and presidential history was just looking at who, what presidents were considered handsome back in the day. But, um, but yeah, that was my attempt. So. Well, yeah, we could we'll talk about Donald Trump weeks. and his orange face, but Oof. you know, that's definitely for another time. Definitely I think. for another time. So as ever, thank you so much for um, listening in and joining us on our little skincare journey. Um, and we will be back very soon with a lot more stuff all about the face. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.